Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What's the best way to prepare for a commercial pilot checkride? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com and you are listening to the Commercial Pilot Podcast brought to you by M0A.com and something cool, different, and special to share with you today. The URL is undergroundaviationseminar.com. The entire month of January to help ring in the new year, I'm doing free webinars open to the public. Everything from five things every pilot should know to what makes airplanes fly to mock check rides for private instrument commercial what to expect on your check ride a topic of today's discussion here underground aviation seminar.com webinars are totally free to sign up for no strings attached get signed up reserve your seat or limited to just the first thousand people to get those free seats to check it out at underground aviation seminar.com How or what is the best way to prepare for a commercial pilot checkride? Let's start with this. And I think I say this every commercial pilot podcast, and I apologize, but let's, I just want to beat it into everyone's brains here. Stop calling it a glorified private pilot certificate because it's not. It is significantly, uh, different and more difficult than your private pilot checkride. So don't listen to the people that say, oh, don't worry about the checkride. It is just a glorified private pilot checkride. Well, they're true to one extent. I don't want you to worry about the checkride. You should never worry about a checkride. After all, your flight instructor would not have put you up for that checkride if he or she did not deem you ready to do it because, after all, they don't want to damage their pass rate as well. But let's look at some of the PTS, Practical Test Standards, soon to be the ACS, Airman Certification Standards. I want to look at some of the special emphasis areas. Now here, let's take a back seat for a second. I mentioned PTS, I mentioned ACS. The big change in from PTS to ACS is going to be what I'm about to read to you, the special emphasis areas. Previously, it used to be on, well, previously, it still is currently for commercial pilot right now, PTS standards. The special emphasis areas like positive aircraft control, positive exchange of flight control, spin and stall awareness, collision avoidance, wake turbulence avoidance, and the list goes on and on for 16 for the commercial pilot check ride. Now what's going to happen when we move to the ACS, the Airman Certification Standards, by the way, a timeline for that. Okay. Private pilot, they say, now they're saying end of 2016, because right now they're just testing it in a few, uh, there's a few Florida locations and a few other places they're testing it. Then they have to test instrument pilot. And then they're going to test commercial pilot, and then they'll make it official. So if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance you're going to do it under the PTS guidelines, practical test standards, unless this podcast is now two years old um, and you're listening to it. There's a good chance we could be talking ACS by now. But what's going to happen 
is we're going to take these special emphasis areas, some of which I just read to you, and we'll go through the entire list here in a second, and they're going to put them into context. And let's do that. They're going to put things like positive aircraft control or positive exchange of flight controls into context. Previously on the check ride, they would just ask you, tell me about your positive exchange of flight controls procedure. Well, Mr. Miss Examiner takes three commands. I would relinquish the controls, and then you'd go on and on with how you positively exchange the flight controls. Whereas instead now, it's just going to happen in the flight, and they're going to exchange flight controls with you just to make sure you know the proper procedure. Stall and spin awareness. Yes, they're still going to ask you your spin recovery procedure, which you should know by now. We've done plenty of YouTube videos on it, a fairly recent YouTube video on that proper spin recovery, showing the PAR acronym, P-A-R-E acronym of that recovery. They're going to ask you that acronym, that PAR acronym, but they're going to ask you to demonstrate these stalls. They're going to put them into context. They're going to say, give me an example of when a power on stall is likely. Give me three areas that you should be aware of for spin awareness. Collision avoidance. Give me, show me three areas where your head is on a swivel in the traffic pattern or in, in our flight today. During our flight today, I'd like you to show me where you're watching for the other traffic. Show me how you scan and spot for other traffic. It's no longer going to be a tell me, it's going to be show me. And that is how the ACS is going to change these special emphasis areas. Wake turbulence avoidance is no longer going to be just telling them about it, we're going to pretend or maybe we'll be lucky enough that a jet does depart in front of us and I'll get to demonstrate it for you. I'll get to show you. So I'm going to read through these 16 special emphasis areas and let you kind of think about how can I show these? How can I demonstrate these or could I demonstrate these on a check ride? Positive aircraft control. Positive exchange of flight controls. Those are two different things, by the way. Three, stall spin awareness. Four, collision avoidance. Five, wake turbulence avoidance. Six, lasso. Seven, runway incursion avoidance. By the way, to go back, lasso, land and hold short operations. For those of you, I should have explained that. I apologize. Seven was runway incursion avoidance. Let's stop here for a second. If I asked you, what are three ways to prevent runway incursions? I've done a podcast on this before. I've done videos on this before. We should be able to rattle these off. Three ways to avoid runway incursions. How about write down and read back? Don't be afraid to ask. Ask for a progressive taxi. Have your taxiway diagram out on your lap. Review the taxiway diagram the night before. Know where the, the uh, runway incursion hotspots are. I don't know how many that was. Five? Right there. Great answers for you. And then be able to show it. Can I show a hotspot on my taxiway diagram? Can I taxi them through that hotspot and say, we're approaching a hotspot, please. I know we had a sterile cockpit before, but now it is really a sterile cockpit. I'd like you to help by keeping your head on a swivel for me right now. And, and let me know if you see anything out of the ordinary here. This is a runway incursion hotspot that we're heading through. Eight is CFIT, controlled flight into terrain. 
Nine, aeronautical decision-making and risk management. You're going to do a lot of aeronautical decision-making on your checkride. Because now we add, like we've spoken about, the financial element to it. And making go and no-go decisions is a lot more difficult when someone's paying you to fly. When you only get paid when that propeller is spinning, it's hard to say no sometimes. But that examiner needs to see and be confident that you can say no even when the rent's due and it's the, the first of the month. It sounds so silly, but they're going to put you in those fictitious situations. 10, wire strike avoidance. 11, so important. You ready? Checklist usage. Flow checks and verify with my checklist. Everything pre-flight with the checklist in your hand. I know it sounds so silly. You think, Jason, who doesn't pre-flight with the checklist in their hand? You'd be surprised. Checklist in your hand. Know the checklist inside and out. Do your flow checks, but confirm with the actual checklist. 12, TFRs, temporary flight restrictions. 13, here's a good one, special use airspace. Can you name all the special use airspace? Do you know what you can and cannot fly in of special use airspace? 14, aviation security. 15, single pilot resource management, and 16 other areas deemed appropriate by that designated pilot examiner. And here's some areas that if I was your commercial pilot checkride examiner, that I would deem appropriate. Here's Jason's big three. First is systems. You have got to know your systems inside out. Gone are the days of just knowing the numbers for private pilot. Oh, I have this much total fuel, this much usable fuel, this much unusable fuel. I want to now know how that fuel system works. Gone are the days of how much oil and what type of oil. Tell me how that engine works. I want to know... What's electrical on my aircraft? What's hydraulic? What color would that hydraulic fluid be so I would know if I had a leak? Know your systems. My landing gear system. My propeller hub. When I was doing my commercial pilot certificate, we had to draw pictures of them. Now, your checkride may not be that crazy, but you should be prepared and ready to draw a picture if... That's what's necessary. Know your systems. Be able to go deeper on subjects. Ask why. You know, in your private pilot days, and and really not even as a private pilot, but some private pilot check rides, you would need to know what hypoxia was in all check rides. Some you need to know the four types of hypoxia. But now I need you to explain the four types of hypoxia. Quick story. I will never forget. So I did my private and my instrument, part 61, just with the same instructor, didn't really have a ground school, it was all self-study, nothing too formal, and then I went to the collegiate aviation route, and I remember my, I was so excited, like, I'm like, wow, a real ground school, this is going to be awesome, and I was so excited, yet I was so behind my class, because here are 
I had classmates that had gone through private and instrument formal ground schools for an entire semester. Like these kids knew aviation, private instrument, inside and out. We got into my commercial pilot ground school, and I remember the lady. She was asking questions that I had no clue to, yet my classmates behind me were just spitting them out like it was nothing. And there I am sitting there. And I had more hours than most of these guys, but they had the knowledge up top, no doubt. I had no clue, to some extent, what they were talking about. In fact, one subject in particular, I kid you not, and you can, you can do this, and this is commercial pilot knowledge, um, we were talking about the speed at which an aircraft would hydroplane. And we were using the square root of our airspeed and there's a little formula I can share with you guys, and I'll share it with you in some of my commercial pilot books and materials and the commercial pilot ground school, at what airspeed will an aircraft on landing hydroplane? And I remember reading that and just going, I am in like way over my head with some of this stuff. But on a commercial pilot check ride, it's so important that you're able to go deeper on subjects and ask why. It's one thing to know there's drag and it exists. It's another thing to be able to call it and name it parasite drag, induced drag. But can you explain? Can you give examples of parasite drag? Can you give examples of induced drag? That is what is important. And then lastly, don't neglect the hood work, the approaches. If you're doing a multi-engine check ride, how about your single engine work, including approaches? Approaches single engine. Approaches single engine with a vacuum system failure. Don't neglect the instrument approach side of things. You forget that you're going to be and can be tested on that for your commercial pilot check ride. Don't neglect your hood work. We get so caught up on learning how to be a VFR pilot again that our hood work, oftentimes our instrument scan, can slip and fall by the wayside. Multi-engine guys get really good at flying with one engine because that's going to be the majority of your multi-engine commercial pilot check ride. Hopefully, you have some great tips from this. Hopefully, I'll see you the month of January on our free webinar series that we're doing, undergroundaviationseminar.com. Check out that link. Get signed up. It's totally free for those webinars. Look forward to chatting with you guys more in January. Enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.